You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. These days, everyone and everything is vying for our attention. It is so easy to underestimate the amount of influence others have over us. They impact our decision-making, our spending habits, our priorities, and our point of view. We are influenced more than we know. Let's be influenced by the right things. We're all influenced by something. The question is, do we know what we're influenced by? Over the next three weeks, we're doing a series called Influencers, and we're going to be asking you two primary questions. Do you know what you're influenced by? Do you realize that you're influenced by family, and friends, and books, and movies, and your coworkers, and social media? There's all kinds of things that we're influenced, and we're asking you to be aware of what you're being influenced by. And then secondly, we want you to realize that you're influencing others, that you're pouring into other people. And so we want you to kind of think about that over the course of the next three weeks, that you're being influenced, and is that a good influence or is that a bad influence? We want you to be able to discern between that. Well, we realize the Bible, the church, family, friends, all these things influence our life. But the question is, are we aware of it? Are we aware of the good and the bad? And then we have to, again, ask that question. Who are we influencing and how are we influencing them? Is it for good or is it for bad? Now, I'm going to get rid of this sponge and this cup. But I want us to, to really look and think about how social media and the Internet influences us. We spend an average of 2.5 hours a day on social media. Maybe you don't, but on average, most people in the United States spend 2.5 hours. That may be a little low for some of you. Uh, that may be a little high for others of you. $49 billion are spent on advertisement on social media platforms. There are people who are paid to influence you, your kids, your grandkids, your friends. They, they want you to buy products, to join a movement, to be like them. Then you have all of these things screaming to get your attention uh, and trying to influence your life. There's a lot of great things about the internet, a lot of great things about social media. We, as a church, we leverage that to help people to come to know Christ. We try to plant seeds. I love that uh, we are able to have contacts with our missionaries so quickly. A lot of good things about the internet, a lot of good information. But at the same time, there's some other things that are not so good. There's some evil things uh, that's on the internet. There's people who use it for bad purposes. And one of the things that I want to point out, that especially to kind of cap on today, is so often, especially social media, can stir up hate and anger and outrage in our life. Well, we see it time and time again. 
Maybe you've gotten angry when you saw a post about something politically or something about COVID or something about a hot button issue. And next thing you know, you felt your blood boil and you felt yourself get angry and, and mad. Well, we've seen that social media has brought the worst out in people. They've typed things and commented on things and said rude things that they would never say to someone face to face. I was reading about April and Sarah Thompson. Her family owns a local dealership in town, and she posted an article on my SA. And, and here were a few of the comments that were made. Look at that face. Good thing she has money. Sorry, someone had to say it. Like, how rude do you have to be to, to, to say that? Another comment is, another person, or another person said, too much hell damage, referring to her face. Now, she took time to post on social media, and, and she said, first of all, I want you to realize I'm used to these comments. They happen all the time. Anytime I make a commercial, anytime that I do something, and, and most of these things are out of jealousy uh, or envy, but, but this is what she posted on social media. And she said, these are two things that we need to teach our kids. First of all, words matter. Think twice before hitting enter. Isn't that so true? Words do matter. You can remember hurtful words that were said to you. Some of those have stayed with you for years. Secondly, she said, they will be on the receiving end someday, and it, and it never ends, so give them tools and confidence to handle it. We're all going to receive hurtful words thrown our way. We're all going to receive criticism. We're going to, some of it fairly, some of it unfairly, but those words are going to hit our life. And we need to keep, teach our kids how to handle that when it does happen. And we believe, as a body of believers, that we need to teach that our kids that our identity is found in Christ. That we're made in God's image. And so no matter what people say, that we can still have that self-confidence that we're made in the image of God. We, we see examples of hate and outrage and anger all over the place on social media and in other places. And beyond social media. You see it with radio programs and TV programs. People are trying to, to work us up, trying to get us going. That's their job. If you turn to your Bible, and this is something that's been going on for some time. We see anger and outrage and all of those things going on. But if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. That's where we're going to camp out. Let me give you a little bit of background about Ephesus. I think we're going to see a lot of things that are in common back in Ephesus with our current culture. The city of Ephesus was a large commercial port city in Asia. It's present-day uh, Turkey. It had a large uh, population center that was on a major trade route. So you had a, a wide variety of people coming in. It was a diverse city. It was called the Gateway to Asia. And it was known for its pagan worship. Uh, you had uh, the temple uh, of, of the Greek goddess Artemis. And then you also had... Uh, the, the Roman goddess Diana and, and you had uh, also Jews uh, worshiping in the temple and so you had all kinds of different religions uh, being worshipped and you had a wide variety of people and you also had anger and we see this anger played out in Acts 19 uh, because with, the, with Artemis uh, there was these silversmiths and, and these craftsmen that were making little statues and, and selling these trinkets. And it was a big money maker for them. And Paul came and began preaching about Christ and doing amazing miracles. And all of a sudden, people quit buying so much of their stuff. 
And they got angry and they began to stir up people. And next thing you know, they filled up a theater and a riot takes place and they're shouting and, and it's just crazy. And you see this outrage and you see this anger. And, and, and when I was saying this, I thought, you know what, that's a lot of our culture right now. We see people mad and angry about political things and COVID things and, and you name it, people are just on edge. I mean, we see people misbehaving on planes. We see people misbehaving at sporting events. We see people misbehaving in stores and, and, and on social media. We just see all kinds of anger and things like this. Yet, in Ephesians 4, Paul reminds us that we are to live differently. Now, I'm going to cover some of these verses pretty quickly, so kind of hold on to your seatbelt, okay? Verse 21, it says, Since you heard about Jesus and, heard, have, heard the, or, and, and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature, your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, but instead let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. We have a choice each and every day on how we're going to dress. We can clothe ourselves with Christ, or we can clothe ourselves with the sinful nature. And we have to make that decision. Are we going to be, live, or are we going to be led by the Spirit of God, or where we're going to renew our thoughts and our minds and try to view life like Christ wants us to do it, or are we going to live selfishly and, and do whatever we want to do? So often, we need that kind of reminder, right? We need to ask ourselves, what clothes are we wearing today? Are we wearing the clothes of Jesus or are we wearing the clothes of the sinful nature? There's times that I get stressed out and I realize I need to, to, to change my clothes and I need to become more like Jesus. Right, right now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you got your Jesus clothes on? On Sundays or whenever you're watching this, it's pretty easy to say, oh yeah, I got my Jesus clothes on. But you got your, your Jesus clothes on Monday? Tuesday or Wednesday or when you're at the end of your rope, your kids have driven you up the wall. Sometimes we got to take a time out and realize, oh, you know what? I'm not being led by the Spirit right now. Well, we got to put that Jesus clothes, those Jesus clothes on. Verse 25 says, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. Again, this is addressing our neighbors. We're all part of the same body. Don't let sin... Don't let sin, and don't sin by letting anger control you. We don't want anger to control our life. That's not what uh, life looks like that's being led by the Spirit. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. When we are angry, we often say things that we shouldn't say, right? Things blurt out of our mouth, we say words that we can't ever take back, and we stew on it, and we rehearse it over and over in our minds, and it creates a foothold for Satan to work. And so Paul warns against this. Don't let anger control you. Don't, let, don't keep on stewing on it. Don't think about it overnight. Deal with your stuff. Mend the relationship. Do whatever you need to do. But do not let anger control your life. Verse 28. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, good hard work. And then give generously to others in need. Some of you are like, well, I'm not a thief. That's not a problem. But some of us, we've stolen people's joy and hope with our words, right? I, I know I have. I've hurt people with my words. And I want to be intentionally, I want to be careful about the words that come out of my mouth. He then says, don't use foul and abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. I, I want you to ask yourself, is my words that I say, are they an encouragement? 
Are they good and helpful? Before I post something on social media, I want you to hit that pause button and say, is this helpful? Is this encouraging? We have to watch what comes out of our mouth. Verse 30 says, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. I don't want to bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that I live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you'll be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, as, as God through Christ has forgiven you. That's how we want to get rid of the bitterness, the rage, and we want to put on Christ. We want to be tenderhearted and forgiving. We want to be kind to each other. I, I was read something by Pastor Andrew Forrest, and, and he, he said this. He said, here are three ways to hate. If you want to hate in life, here are three things to help you do that. So for all of you that want to hate better, do these three things. First of all, spend more time online. I promise you, the more time that you spend online, you're going to find someone to disagree with. You're going to see something that will make you angry or something that will make your blood boil. So spend as much time as you possibly can, and I promise you, you'll hate more. Secondly, make sure that everyone knows your opinion because you are right and everyone else is wrong and dumb. If you want to hate more, just go ahead and fire away and let everyone know how dumb they are and how uh, you have the best opinion. In our culture, we feel like we want to have an opinion about everything, and we want to tell everyone our opinion. And so often, that stirs up anger in others, and it causes conflict. And I, if I could just tell, tell some people out there, just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that you need to share it. You might be right, or you might be wrong, but just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that you need to share it with the whole world. You don't have to post your opinion on social media about every subject. Thirdly, thirdly, show no mercy. If you want to hate well, show no mercy. Assume the worst in everyone and, and just come down with a hammer on every little topic. Now, on the other hand, if you don't want to hate well and you want to love more, let me give you three quick tips on this. Spend less time online. Spend less things that are negative. Don't bathe your mind in out, or outrage. Find uplifting things that, to influence you. Maybe you don't spend a lot of time online. Maybe you don't spend a lot of time on social media platforms. But you, are, uh, you do watch a lot of TV. And, and a lot of times those things will get you worked up. Or you listen to a radio program or you read a book and, and there's these things that just get you worked up. So if you want to love more, spend less time online, spend less time on negative things, and spend more time on positive, uplifting things. Secondly, make sure you love, love people who are wrong. Oh, I have to love people who are wrong? It doesn't matter if you're right without love. The Pharisees thought they were right and they crucified Jesus. Love people who are wrong. Being right is secondary to love. You can still have hard conversations and do this in love. And lastly, no mercy. When we know mercy, then we can extend mercy to other people. When we realize that Jesus Christ has forgiven us of our sin, when we, don't, we realize we don't deserve to be forgiven, yet Jesus shows us amazing grace, then we can extend that grace and mercy. We're all broken people. 
We all have things messed up in our life. And, and I just want to encourage you to show love and grace and mercy to others. Now each week we try to give you some next steps on ways to live this out. And so I want to give you three next steps. Identify some influencers in your life. What are some things that influence your life? I want you to continue to think about this throughout this series. Secondly, are there any changes you need to make with, with your online and social media habits? Are you spending too much time on social media? Are there some people that you need to snooze or some people that you just need to take off because they work you up? And they get you, uh, you end up getting mad when you read some of their stuff. Lastly, show mercy and grace to the people who make you angry. Again, realize we're broken and we all need grace and mercy. On the cross, Jesus could have been angry. He could have done a lot of different things. But he showed grace and mercy to the two people next to him. He showed grace and mercy to those who were shouting, crucify him. He, was, he showed mercy to those out in the crowd. 